time even for Santiago as it is the third day on the week-long Congress in which El Poeta has gathered the different voices of communism and le general leftism on Latin America as things seem to be coalescing into a power block able to challenge imperial powers and even the newly elected liberated Argentina has joined in and various other leaders and representatives of the world President Romney is here and even the people of Forbidden Lands have been invited so for the first time in a while Kid is able to see some friends back and yeah, you too are part of the system for that has been assigned to be mingling about these meetings of world leaders of what is starting to be referred as the Frente Unitaria Latina a rising power block that well it's making a few people nervous to be honest and even people of cybernetic tendencies because Chile is still a pillar of cybernetics it's one of the three countries where the scientists had an inception the Alenda Project Shinko has proven the viability of cybernetics in the world and it seems that they are abandoning it to a more let's say conventional communist approach as it's required for it to align all the different factions and some fears that they have been getting closer to Moscow and that all the institutions that try to do something different with cybernetics might be cannibalized into the new regime and I'm a man you are for all intents and purpose you work on system 4 but you are an officer of the government you are part of this regime you work under El Poeta to bring this and this place has been your home for 10 years and it seems like South America is becoming united one way or another how are your feelings about this? I think it could be it's it's cautious optimism seeing these places work together even though there is like you know a little bit of unease between them there is a cautious optimism there but I think that even bearing that in mind there is a sort of underlying nervousness in Johnny because he knows that as this power becomes centralized and consolidated, there's always some level of growing pains that come with something like that. Uh, and it is entirely possible that it could result in unpleasant tension or friction before whatever resolution that is going to take place occurs, I guess. That sounds a lot like centrism talk to me. I don't think it's necessarily that. I think it's honestly, it's more so his dealings with like major imperialist powers are kind of the only lens through which he has really seen power become consolidated. So even though this seems like a positive thing, it's just he's keeping a very close eye on what's happening around him to make sure that nothing is getting that, you know, that we aren't compromising our like ideals and values as far as just to make each other feel more comfortable. But 
what ideals I'm a man? What does he think that he's taking his guns to that is in such a threat of compromise? I, I don't know if I, Sam, have the answer to this question because I don't know if I fully understand the context of the world well enough to answer it. Well, at the end of the day, what people have is different things that they use as value for fairness. No matter the strategies and political cliques that they use to manifest. So ultimately, that question is what it is that Highwayman believes that is fair that people get, well, they're just useful. I mean, I guess at his baseline, he, what he believes is that everyone deserves, like all people deserve dignity and respect and compassion and care within a society, you know? Yeah, I mean, he, I guess, believes in, you know, doing what you can if you're able to for other people trying to be, you know, uh, focusing on your your individual community first, not in the sense of like prioritizing it over other people, just in the sense of like, the most like the most good that you can do starts in in your own community and i think he's worried because he you know grew up in the united states and having like you know known what it's like to be in rural places or places that are less important that get i mean like ruined for the sake of a larger you know entity or that like you know that that just get under-resourced and under like just treated poorly he knows that as larger groups of nations come together into sort of single entities that that risk starts to heighten. So I think he's a little worried about that. And I also think that, um, you know, he also is, this is his home. This is like, this has become his home, but he still feels like he owes it a significant debt. So he feels relatively protective of it in the sense of like, wanting to make sure that Chile still gets to make decisions for Chile. So what is it good? There is a big delegation of your homeland, including, of course, Tora Grundactir. And she has been very curiously talking to you to third days. And over the conversations that you had, you can see that the other people, they seem to think of you a bit different. I mean, they all took patience to not say it, but Joachim starts at some point to realize how much they themselves have changed Yeah, on their adventures across the world. What is it that you feel that you have that they don't or that something that they still have that you kind of have lost? So over the course of their adventures, Bezirkir Joachim has picked up a lot of you know, different fashions from the rest of the world. That is a lot different. They they're not wearing you know the the traditional wool clothing, and uh, they're not they're more wearing the the synthetics for lack of a better term stuff that can handle bright colors and you know loud and noticeable you know standout clothing. Uh, and then uh, what they lost is definitely the oh what do I want to say. They lost the desire to do direct action. Oh. Because they've seen how well, you know, just barging on through can work, but it only works to a certain extent. Like, you know, politics is important in any culture. Like, it's not just the politics of, uh, you know, 
of like a super integrated court system that you see in television a lot and in media. I mean, politics is important in, in small groups, in tribal groups, politics is still important. But the difference in, you know, how that's approached in their culture, it was always like the person who, you know, nobody wanted to, you know, get in a fight with. And it still kind of is that, but Berserker is like less likely to, you know, do the direct confrontation now versus the roundabout way. Yeah, and when they are here, because of how intensifying the fight has been going in the homelands, you can see them very excited about the prospect of the Frente Unitaria, the Tina, being a powerful ally in the fight against the two imperial powers and about the opportunity to take in the fight back and they keep toasting about you that you even went to the fucking moon in the fucking sky on your efforts to bring the fight there and you can see kind of diminishing as the talks go on over the three days that they kind of like huh I we thought you were doing all these heroic warrior feats across the world, but you kind of seem to have lost the fight on you. Yeah. And yeah, and they are kind of starting to doubt if uh, maybe here they are going a bit soft. Maybe they are getting the world yeah. get to them. Uh, maybe maybe things have been a bit exaggerated. Berserker, you know, doesn't like that, and is like really tempted to do the old challenge thing but and i know that's what they're goading them for yeah (laughs) yeah goading like yo came into this but that's not the way the rest of the world works now like and berserker so wants to be goaded berserker so wants to just go back to the simple what they used to know they want to go back to the ignorant past themselves, but they know that that's not possible and it's not a good thing to go back to the ignorance. The thing is, Tora seems to be pleased with this. Surprised. She is surprised. I'm not going to lie. But she sent you in the world to learn the tactics and the threats that they could not see back home. The ways that they were fighting that they could not understand. And she seems quite pleased to observe how well you have done in this task. How much you have learned about how the way that these kind of wars are fought yeah. and maneuver. And she has been very interested in you showing Santiago to her and uh, how you live your life here. Yeah, and I think I respond to the person goading me on to them and they're like berserkers like you know it's they find it quite rude when blood is spilt upon the halls of a peace negotiation or an allyship they view it as a very bad omen and i i I know that's it's a way to put it that says like hey if we start a fight here they're gonna think us of the same way that the our enemies think of us as you know, a savage, brutish people that don't know the value of their land, which I hate saying that. I mean, that's that's the way all imperial powers view anybody that's not them. And we don't want that. But I, I'm kind of I'm kind of wondering what her reaction is to uh, 
you know, the trains and the technology. Oh, she's literally fish out of the water. She's like, yeah, she does not go. This is mad. She's like, I will never, ever, ever imagine something like this. Like, no, people made this with their hands. Oh, not with their hands. They made machines that make machines that make machines that they make these things. Yep. And people make it. And so did you show her the computer room? And uh, this is this is uh, this is the big thinking machine that, that kind of takes all the data that is provided to it, and you know, gives I don't know in its opinion the the optimal format for which we should. Uh, oh gods, gods! I was never very good at explaining this. I never really understood it myself, but somehow it, it it's like a constantly going all moot. You don't say. Yeah. And they taught and they taught rocks to do it. Yeah, it's weird. It's like it's like they I don't know, the way Highwind's band explained it to me, it's like they take this some sort of stuff that's in sand and then they melt it down and they form these things called chips and then they put the chips on boards and then the chips talk to other chips. And it's just like, what? I, I, I don't really know. Huh. An eternal outing, I have to say. Uh, the people on the world outside have got some things right. How come if they have something like this, they still have empires? Well... How come the, the most people on the outing have not executed the other people? Uh, that, 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 that is something I always question. It, it's... It's like all things, it's more complicated. It's more like, hey, we don't want to give up our power. And, you know, a lot of people are still afraid of the machine. Just saw, it's just saw a movie from one of the empires that was like, ironically about them fighting an empire, but the empire was like run on machines. So a lot of people are still scared of these machines. So, yeah. Well, a lot of people are scared of spirits for a reason. It's called respect. I think it's good that people respect the machine. Yeah, but they don't respect the machine so much as think that the... I, I, I really don't understand it. It's it's like, you know, when those missionaries came and I heard about what, what we had to deal with, you know, they, they, they were saying like the spirits are evil and then and like people say the machines are evil. But the machines only do what the humans tell them to do. And it's just so weird why why people are so afraid of you know this technology that could you know vastly improve their lives. Well, you don't fear the machine. Tell us honestly. Shall we have this permanent alting bed home? Shall we get a computer of our own? Uh, you know what? I I I'm not so sure. It's like it's great for running all the stuff they have here, but we don't have that stuff and we don't need it. I mean, it's nice to have. It's nice to be able to, you know, get on a train and get someplace fast. But, you know, there's something to be said about traveling with friends, you know, going on long journeys to you know, new places and discovering new people. It's complicated. I, I'm not sure we need this just yet. Well, I'm getting old. I could use a train sometimes, if you understand me. Oh, uh, 
Yes, you know, the, the greatest enemy of all mankind, of all humans, of all things, even the all thing, like, is time. Sure, in time that this machine will become obsolete, and at least that's what Tyrant said. He said something that like every six months, technology doubles and then reduces in price by half. It's like what? Like how does that even work? Like that—that that means that just someday we'll have a computer so powerful and it will cost us less than a peso or or a copper's coin, which makes no sense to me. It's like can't. Yeah, it's weird. It's certainly a thing to think about. Speaking of time, we are late to the big event. Oh, oh, we are? Yes. Yes, I see the computer yelling at me right now. Hi, woman. Berserk here. You are at a large balcony of the Congress Center, and there is music playing around as there are various waiters serving around drinks as you are mingling and you have opportunity the two of you to be chatting with El Poeta. So what are you talking with the president of Chile? At least personally, I at whatever point we got here, I inquired after his health because, you know, it is a bit of a concern of mine after our last meeting. Yeah, I mean, it has been quite public that uh, af after the events on Santo Bartolomeo and uh, successful surgeries that uh, he has undergone and uh, all the efforts coordinated, that uh, his health has been improving. I mean, his detractors actually say that his health has improved way too much and is going to consolidate power and become some kind of... Uh, mega dictator of a mega South American power block. Uh, you know how it is. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah, I think I'd like inquiring after his health and then, you know, probably honestly, I feel like I would kind of let him guide the conversation just based on the fact that he usually seems to be a guy who has something interesting to talk about. I don't think Johnny talks a lot about System 4's work with him, but almost certainly if like, you know, the opportunity arises to talk about like academic stuff or you know like i guess kind of like i guess personal history like you know just like just like kind of like genuinely getting to know each other better i think that's probably what we would be talking about johnny i think is very intentionally not talking about like talking about what's going on around them any more than el poeta wants to uh because i think he feels a little in over his head well If uh, he's gonna have his way, he's actually gonna spend a lot of time talking with Berserker because they never really get the opportunity to do so, and they will be very interested on their experience. So you really think this is? It just feels weird. It feels like we're fight, we're forming an empire to you know just be another like I I, I don't get it. It's like combining. It just feels like okay. The only The only way to fight an empire is with an empire? Is that what I'm getting here? Yes, that's that's definitely the logic here. I mean, you need powerful friends. Do you think that our friend Fidel will have managed without support of them? Do you think that our friends in Africa does, will not have done so well without support of our Cuban friends and so on and so on? I don't think it's good to see it as an empire, but think of it in terms of a confederation of tribes. Mm, I, I guess it's just uh, 
I just worry about... I was just going to say, I don't think Johnny says anything when that is said, but I think immediately just there are multiple things about that sentence that makes him deeply uncomfortable. Like, he is immediately set on edge by that idea. Yeah. Uh, I just worry, you know, because... From my understanding, I don't think uh, that the two other powers will take this too lightly. And I worry about the, you know, the the small, you know, the poor people and the, you know, the uh, others that just, I just feel like we're just trampling on everything that we believe in and playing it with them with at their own game. And uh, that can't be the only way to win. Well, that's a bit harsh, don't you think? I mean, we are doing this for the little people, for the poor, for those that cannot fight for themselves. If you are isolated, if you are separated, you're going to be waylaid and torn apart. Yes. And you know, this has always been a failure that I've seen on on how it was with, 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 with our friend Alenda before. I mean, you know the joke that people are always telling what does a cybernetic army looks like because yeah what does a cybernetic army looks like how is it able to defend its interest i mean we won against the americans with peasant militias is that what the cybernetic army looks like we certainly could not help our friends in argentina with their war yeah one has to wonder can cybernetics defend itself well they could not win an election again they won an election on Pakistan and immediately they got a coup on the secret intelligence and now they are running the government from the back of tracks. I think cybernetics is an amazing idea. I don't think it works. I don't think it can survive on the wild. Uh, I, I I was commenting to my, my old uh, master that, you know, machines only do what we tell them to do. So the cybernetics basically is a reflection of, uh, you know, reflection of us so does that mean we do not work like what we're doing does not work like it it generally like forming these big coalitions and then like the most i've seen from them like reading some of the history books is like they 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 don't last long like comparatively to many uh like the old ways this seems to to give a lot of thinking maybe we don't work Maybe humans are flawed. Maybe humans cannot achieve true democracy. But that was the point. That's what was it that Beer said. Alanda's project was the human emancipation project. Well, where are you now? You are part of what the remains of that project. Do you think that you are preserving human freedom? Or do you think that was a human project? No, sometimes I think we're all doomed. Time, I guess, is you know the, the 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 one enemy that no empire can stand against. That is true. Empires come and go, and the land and the people remain. I think that's the hopeful message that we have to do. <laughs> if I screw things up, they'll not stay screwed up forever, will they? Yeah. Even my failure will wash away. Yeah. And it happens quite quite suddenly. On one moment you are talking about, and another moment El Poet is being escorted away as there is like this wall of security just between you 
and you can see everything very tense up and you can see every leader being escorted aside by their bodyguards and staff Uh oh and there is this massive tension rising like suddenly everyone was very aware of dangers and people seem to be avoiding the two of you in particular what do you do I look around I think um, as Berserk here goes to look around. Johnny kind of leans over, like I like wants to do some sort of like some sort of distractive business, I guess, just to wants to play like he hasn't like started paying super close attention to all of this. Um, obviously, he has, but uh, I think leans into Berserk here and is like looking at it and just like, so what are you drinking? Blah 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 blah. Um, and as he leans in closer, I think. I don't know if there would be like an associated like role or skill with this, but he would immediately be telling Bezerkir where all of the exits are, where like every guard in the room is just like full situational awareness and basically just being like, I don't know what's going on, but we need to get out of here. Something's wrong. Yes. So with me looking around, what is the security doing? Like, where is their attention focused? The attention is in moving the VIPs from the building as fast as possible and as early as possible. Hmm. And there's been no announcement about this? There's been no, like... No, no, no. Whatever is happening since it's been kept hush-hush. But also, weirdly enough, nobody told you. Yeah. You think we should try to find the phone, maybe call System 4, see if anything's going on? I think we should make it out the back way first. I agree. We'll maybe call from, like, a payphone. Yes. Forget it's 1970. We don't just carry our phones in our pockets. <laughs> right. Yeah, this is why you have the Telex machines. Yeah. With quantum entanglement. Because it's still superheroes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you leave the building, and where do you go for, or who do you call? I'm sure there's like a front desk or a liaison person, so I think highwaymen would call them. Yeah, probably. I was trying to think if there was any specific member of, of System 4 that I would try to reach out to, but I don't think... Like, it seems weird to reach out, reach out to, like, Subarana or Voidwalker or really most other people, like Kenyona. Just, like, yeah. I, I think I would just call System 4 to see if there was... Yeah, just, like, somebody who, like, you know, whoever, whoever is, is at reception. Well, that's the thing. The reception is the computer itself. It's the variety at the later of the variety at later. It's the one that processes information and sends it to the right people. So you call the computer and the signal is busy, which should literally be impossible. Yeah, that's never happened before. Uh... Yeah, because like uh, it's always connected to the machine. It's like it's the best answering machine in the world, processing information from calls across the world from different doses, integrated in communities, creating this vast array of intelligence network. Should not be giving a base signal like it was off the hook. Is there a way that I could call into my own station from here? Oh, yes. Um, I think I would try that next, unless I, um, unless that's what I just did. Uh, well, you call to your own station and you still manage to call to your own station. And it has basically what were you looking into last time you were there? Because, you know, there's usually these three to five topics that everyone is covering at a given moment for the computer to sort. 
I guess, going to rattle off the stuff that Johnny would be concerned about. He is usually keeping some kind of tabs, if possible, on the folks on his list. He is always monitoring for uh, anomalies in space of any kind, whether they're energy anomalies or temporal anomalies, anything like that. He would be looking at potential threats to like the, you know, the world leaders that are here at this summit, because this seems of great consequence. And there are a lot of people who probably aren't crazy about it. So he would absolutely be looking into that just to, you know, uh, make sure that we are aware of anything that is necessary there. Yeah, I think that's that's what that's what comes to mind immediately. Although if there's something that I'm forgetting to add to this list that y'all y'all can think of, feel free to let me know. Yeah, and uh, you call to your station and uh, you hear the automatic menu displaying all the messages that you have found since that time. It seems like uh, Jen Boyd, one of the engineers of the current apparatus of America, basically the one that is doing cybernetics uh, brackets evil, has been seen in Venezuela. There is also the fact that... Um, there have been increasing numbers of flag threats around uh, Isla Negra, where the former president of Chile lives in retirement. And there has been a lot of efforts from the Ministry of National Defense to increase security across the place and kind of put it under martial law just in case under the guise of the summit someone does not do that to basically take out a national hero because it seems that uh, both countries are super nervous as Chile is coming to become the leader apparently of an united South America and uh, let's just say that uh, there's a lot of very rare earth minerals that will become quite scarce if that happen among other things like say uh, the energy crisis worsening uh, maybe now they don't want to pay to the international monetary funds for all the things that they have been indebted for and so on and so on so yeah there's a lot of shatter on that and they thought that maybe killing a symbol of the revolution the midwife of cybernetics might do something to slow down the morals so there was a lot of fear about that and shatter, but uh, that was that. You don't have many more updates that you got that, but you know, so especially that the last update that you got was from five minutes ago, around the same time that people started to escort the uh, VIPs. So whatever happened, probably the same reason why people are being taken to safe houses is the same reason why the system 4 has been cut from the rest of Chile and the world who would Berserk here call have Highland call next we gotta get a hold of a person try John Doe John, where, where was John Doe in this whole situation yeah where is John Doe in this situation <laughs> yeah what's John up to why, why, why isn't he here yeah yes uh, I, I don't know. I thought I thought he told you. Yeah, he did not tell either of you. He just told you. I mean, he has been with you the other two days of the summit. He, he just told you yesterday, oh, I'm going to skip tomorrow anyway. 
and uh, he just said something came up. Honestly, I think in that situation, I probably would have just been like, yeah, okay, because like overall, you know, um, Johnny and John's relationship sometimes does it like as, uh, respecting each other's space is kind of a thing about that. So I think I would call him now just to be like, hey, some shit's going on. Where are you at? Are you okay? What's going on? Like, have you heard anything? So I'm going to call him next. You hear someone picking up from the other side, but you don't hear an answer, but you can hear breathing. John, you there? John. Hello? He's not available. But his voice seems slightly familiar. Who's speaking? Why are you calling this number? And now? Because I was intending to speak to a friend of mine. Who's speaking, please? Elena Olivar. We work it together? Elena. It's, uh... It's been a while. How, uh... How are you? Having the worst day of my job. It's better if we talk in person. All right. Where should I, uh... Where should I meet with you? At your home as a, or at your workplace. Either of them will do. I'd uh, like to propose another option. I think Johnny relays. There's probably like, I think a, I think like a relatively like unused or un like sort of unobserved building in the University of Santiago or of Santiago that sometimes like sometimes he goes in there and just like fucks around and does experiments and like stuff like that he probably wouldn't want like a ton of scrutiny about like just a place where he can kind of be largely unobserved I think he gives Elena the address for that and explains what it is and uh, says that uh, he and Joachim would love to meet her there if she finds that amiable how well do your powers work over phone the the I'm guessing the precognition ones or are you talking about like the, the sensory ones the sensory ones and the precognition Here's what I'll say. Like, here's here's my logic on this. The precognition ones, I think, are unchanged. They are the same because phones are not necessarily uh, like regular phones as they exist are not in any way separate from the laws of probability and causality. So I don't think that changes at all. As far as the energy perception and the transmutation sort of thing, I think it's lessened. But I think it basically comes in the form of like. I mean, because like there is like since there is an electricity that passes through that, I think that Johnny can get a sense of things, can get a little bit of a um, almost just like a like a like gut feelings uh, of of things happening, but may not be able like it's it's definitely weakened. Um, it's it's weakened compared to like being in a physical space where something is happening. Mm. So we get this feeling that uh, Elena seems relieved that you have not picked the command center. Yeah, I think based on this entire conversation, at, like he also would not want her to meet at his home, mainly because I don't know if I've made this explicitly clear, but like uh, he picked his home because it is out of the way and he doesn't want most people to know where it is. <laughs> So, yeah, he's like picking a, a an isolated sort of neutral third location seems like a good idea for everybody. OK, I'll meet you there in I can make it in 10 minutes. How long will you take 
Need? Actually, it is uh, about 10 minutes from here, so that's optimal. That's perfect, Dan. See you soon. We'll see you soon. Yeah, what Verdeke just heard half of this conversation must have been terrifying thing to do. Uh, I, I I actually think I, I, this is, I'm sorry. I think it's like that whole scene where Berserkir and Highwayman were just put had the ear to the ear pierce at the same time. That's what I thought. Think that would have happened. Do, do you mind if I tweak that a little bit? Go ahead. Because since we are in a since we are in a phone booth, which makes this whole thing much funnier, mm-hmm. um, I think that at first, like Johnny was just talking on the phone, like just like talking on it, and then like as soon as I said like who is this or who's speaking, Mezokir like leaned in, and at first Johnny was just like what is happening, and then just finally like just as soon as stuff started happening, just sort of turns the receiver mm-hmm. so that it is, but like there is like again. Yokim is quite a bit taller than him. Mm-hmm. So like their heads are like sort of weirdly pressed together and like they're very like crunched into this phone booth together. Yeah. Like certainly Johnny's not going to try and be like, no, just like I'll tell you in a minute. Like he's not going to do that. He'll just be like, yeah, of course you can listen. But what I'm saying is it looks hilarious. <laughs> yes, most definitely. I think after Johnny hangs up, uh, he turns and looks at Joachim and says, I'm going to be honest, I'm incredibly nervous. I'm just, uh, just a quick check on how you're feeling. Something is definitely wrong. Something is... Something is extremely wrong. Uh, I think Joachim feels something in the atmosphere. Like, there's this massive tension going around in the city now. And, like, everybody feels it. And it's just building up and building up. Lou, I don't know how this would resolve, but I do have a question, which is like, is there any way that I can just like sort of tap into the like my precognitive powers and just try and get a sense of like incoming danger or something that I should be prepared for? Or is there any way to resolve that mechanically speaking? I think you can do that as a challenge. Okay, Um, I would like to do that. It's really unfortunate. This was such a terrible role. Yeah, I got a two. It's not great. So, do you want to succeed with the major twist? Or do you want to fail? You know... Because then you're trying to find out what is happening. (laughs) If it is a major twist, it's not going to be good. Yeah. I think I'm just going to take the fail. Yeah, you try to get a feeling of the vibes, but you see, there's way too much tension. You know that there's something wrong, but you cannot pinpoint. That's the thing. It's like, it is too overwhelming. Your prediction is not locking on anything specific. And at a certain point, yeah, it just shuts off to protect you. It's like trying to isolate one voice in a crowd. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we go get the bike. Johnny twists all of the various like handlebar stuff to open up the sidecar configuration so Joachim can get in. And we head towards the university. Yeah. And you get to the university. And you get to the meeting place. And as soon as you get there, you can hear helicopters circling around the place. And three trucks full of... Well, not soldiers. We don't have those things. But the closest thing from the Ministry of National Security 
rolling in. Oh, sorry, Ministry of National Defense rolling in. And wearing sunglasses and a suit comes out Elena Oliver. And with five other people in tow, approaches your meeting place. Uh, this is unexpected. Have they already spotted us? No, because again, you have the home term advantage. You're going to be seen when you went to this. Is there a way that we could find a sort of a like a concealed location where we could sort of observe what they do for a minute before we decide to make a move? Yeah, I mean, uh, I say that to see she stands there in the opening and uh, the other five, they stay kind of half hidden, just waiting should things go to worse they seem to be talking on walkie talkies uh could you get in on that walkie talkie stuff with your uh, the doohickeys that's what I was thinking Lou could I sell you on the fact that the bike might have a radio or something like that like a like a you know like a like a what's the thing the trucker thing yeah c- citizen band yeah, like I would be surprised if, you know, the professor of communication technology and bike aficionado did not oh, have right. anything like that. I forgot about my thing with communications. Yes. That. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I try to tap the frequency that uh, Elena would be using uh-huh. and from a concealed location. Or no, first first we just listen, I think, for a minute. We just try to listen for the chatter, try to see what they're here or what they're here to do. Yeah, you hear to the chatter and most of them, they seem to be looking for you to see where you are. And they also hear mentions to John Doe and mention about rendezvous. And most of the people talking, they seem to be the other people. And finally, Elena cuts through them. Well, let's not do anything until we talk with them, shall we? As far as we know, they don't seem aware. I don't think I follow on that right away because I don't want to give away that I've been listening to them. But uh, after just a little bit of time passes, Johnny speaks into the radio. If there's a one that I if I can get to specifically a frequency that just goes to Elena, I would prefer to do that. And no, because she does not have a walkie talkie of her own. She was talking on... uh, and you could see from your advantage position that when she actually finally stepped in, she approached one of the guys and talking into theirs. Gotcha. Uh, ironically, she's not wearing a walkie-talkie because she knows enough of your powers that you will know and be suspicious <laughs> if she was wearing something like that. Yeah. Well, first I turn to Joachim and I say, uh, well... What do you think? Should we try and keep our meeting here? Or there's a, I've noticed a lot of men with guns. That's a little concerning to me. Yes. Like, we came in on the bike, right? So, like, in Joachim's opinion, if they were trying to capture them, they wouldn't be resorting to something like this. Because uh, I think, you know, despite High Woman's secret identity, I think the bike is pretty noticeable. And so is Joachim. That's a, that's a very, that's a solid point. <laughs> they don't seem to be hunting us. They, but I think they're, something happened. They're scared. I think we need to go in there and find out what the hell's going on before we, you know, jump ship <laughs> or whatever we think we should do. 
Yeah, all right. I'll, uh, I'll defer on that one. I think you make a lot of great points. Well, I guess let's go ahead and get this over with. Whether it goes good or bad, it's, it's time to go. And, uh... Johnny stashes the bike in one of his many one of his many many stash spots that he have for, or he has for his motorcycle and starts walking towards the meeting spot. Joachim will acknowledge the five other people, knowing that yeah, we we see you. You're not that subtle kind of look. Yeah, and uh, because Joachim is doing that, Johnny is kind of pointedly just looking at Elena. And as we closer, he says. Elena, I have to be honest. I'm a little, uh, I'm a little nervous. I made mention of who I was bringing with me. There's uh, several folks here who I didn't realize were going to be at this little get together. Yeah, don't linger on that. Then uh, please feel free to direct me towards what I should linger on. <sighs> John Doe has assassinated Salvador Allende twenty minutes ago. Wait, what? The, the, the former president? Why the? Like straight up, like Johnny's jaw is just hanging open. And like, as soon as Elena says that, like, I mean, like his heart is in his throat. His like, I mean, like it just everything just drops into his gut. It, it is just the most absolutely intense feeling of dread possible. Like he can hear his, like he can feel his pulse pounding in his ears. Like, like, it's just a significant period of him just, like, not having anything to say. And I think after a little bit, he just says, Elena, I heard what you said, but I'm going to need you to say that again. Well, I guess from your reaction, we can discount that you were aware of the team was planning. But yes, John Doe has assassinated Todor Allende at his home while he was a guest there. We're, we're. Well, first off, that like planning is not John Doe's strong suit. So, and, and Joachim is now thinking back to you know the visions he's had about John Doe in the Iraq arc. I, I wonder if it was one of wonder if Jack came out. He just mumbles that. Yeah, and this got the attention of Elena, but she does not s- step into that. She just. You can see that she's making a mental note. We're, we're, there's no question that it was, in fact, John. And there is no question that Allende is dead. I don't know. This is what I was told. I was not there. Elena, forgive me for my rudeness on this, but that's a hell of a thing not to know. <laughs> when you make a claim like that, you better be goddamn sure. Please, that I did not see it with my own eyes. That's what you want to hear, because I have not seen John Doe in months. And I also, i never been to Isla Nera. But it is what everyone in the government knows. We know that someone got a Landis corpse from the site. And we know that John Doe left the building around the same time. And he was the last guest there. And the security is tight. Nobody else was there. Uh, uh, well, how- Did I see it with my own eyes? No. So I don't know. What does the the the, the thing the, you know the the the, the thing you do uh, uh, word 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 help me about the body? They look at the body and they get information. What does that say? Have they done that yet? Autopsy. The, that's the word. What's the autopsy? No. No. It's 
people took them like <sighs> supers people they aren't looking into it <sighs> Elena um supers like we're, we're like system four is the only supers here that has I am not I was not in the security staff of the present Johnny steps in closer to Elena I think in in such a way as to try and present no threat that the sort of uh, just just in a way where he clearly wants to speak quietly and he says do we have anything on where John is now do we know anything you understand that I could not tell you but no we don't we are trying and I'm sorry but I am kind of holding the two of you here so that you don't have time to actually help me say I um uh Joachim kind of moves past her. He doesn't move through her, but he tries to go into the building. I'm going to make some calls. And he pulls out this, you know, uh, book and he dials up Voidwalker, like Voidwalker's station, like where she should be at this moment. Nothing. Where she might be at this moment. (laughs) There's nothing there. As Joachim goes inside to make calls, Johnny says to Elena, I'm not explicitly asking for the chance to help John. All I'm asking is that you, we'd like to bring him in if need be. I don't want anyone else to do it more so than I want to do it myself. Listen, you might have to be because you might be the only people that might have any idea of where you will go to. I agree. And I also think that if we're going to meet him on any kind of common ground, I think we might be the only ones who could. Do you think there's something that could happen? Do you think why why won't he do this? We are still trying to understand what really, what happened and why and how we can find where he went because he killed one president today. He might not stop there. And there are so many world leaders about the leftist movements here. Any other that even gets hurt well, even if this gets known, we are keeping this under wrap until the summit is over, until we know more. This is chaos. Yokim is just going down this. It's going to ruin everything. Yeah, Yokim is going down the uh, System 4 list of numbers and places that the members hang out. And he'll even call Cuisinier Sent Frontiers and tries to get a hold of, like, see if anybody's there. Yeah, okay, the others are just dead signal, but uh, yeah, you, you managed to talk to the Cousineurs and Frontiers, and they say, Ah, Lensflare was here for lunch, and that was it, and everything seemed fine at the time. Like, when was that? That was uh, more than, t- t- like, I don't know how many minutes it's been, like, Joaquin gives a specific time. Yeah, one hour ago. And it was just Lensflare. You know where he went? He was called urgently... Void Walker just teleported in and teleported both of them out like 25 half an hour ago. Okay, thank you. I'll see you for lunch uh, soon. And they hang up. Johnny says to Elena off the top of my head, I don't know where he might be and I don't know why he might have done this. Do I think he's capable of it? Absolutely. Well, I, I, 
I want to try to get his side of the story. I want to. I will. I want to figure out what. What. I want to figure out what happened. And if I mean, you know your business. I, I assume you've already shut down airports, railways. You know, established checkpoints at major highways and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he's the most wanted man on uh, Chile. You're not going anywhere. This is why we are thinking the only people that could get him out is you. I agree. Hey, but it's a bit curious that she does not seem to be concerned about Floyd Walker doing it, right? Like, uh, Joachim is concerned about Voidwalker doing it, but also Voidwalker would know if anybody poured it in and poured it out. Oh, yeah. That's more why they wanted to get a hold of Voidwalker. Like, they didn't want to, like, say, hey, Voidwalker, did anybody port in, port out? Did you miss anybody? Like, that's why they wanted to get a hold of her. Like, and the fact that she seems to be porting at least Lens Flare and Joachim is assuming the rest of System 4 other than us, probably because we were at the high profile reception. And that would be, like, super suspicious that, hey, we just got ported out. At least this is what Joachim's assuming. And Joachim will share those with with not Elena. He'll just say, I can't get a hold of anybody from System 4. Yeah, and uh, from the two of you together, you, you have enough feeling that, uh, yeah, whatever is happening, the rest of System 4, they are working together on something. Yeah. But you don't know exactly if they are buying this thing about Jondo. That is something that you cannot predict. I mean, it's weird to imagine voids, but you don't know how the four of them will react. Okay. Uh, Joachim will talk to Elena. If we're going to find John, though, we need to go to the last place that he was. We, I, I can possibly track him from there. Mm-hmm. But you know as well as I do, there's no fucking way that any of those stops that you have listed would even phase John Doe. John Doe is, despite how goofy he acts... He's very good at what he does. And she nods. Okay, we're going to take you to Isla Nera. Yeah, let's uh, start from there. And we'll make a plan as we go. Yeah. So you are on Isla Nera in this beach neighborhood. And yeah, there's the, the mansion of the former president. It seems the crime scene was his office. There is a lot of blood splattered around in kind of a semicircle. And yeah, there's a lot of people going around and inspecting stuff, turning every corner, taking photographs, but there's nobody there. So in a, a previous arc, we spent a lot of time with Voidwalker. What would it take for, you know, Bezakir to somehow, not the teleportation aspect, but the ability to sense teleportation like waves or, or stuff like that? Could Berserkir possibly get, like, use their magic to and sen- senses to somehow sense if there was anything, like, somebody teleported in or somebody... Not alone, but... Not alone. Because Highwayman established before that he senses the difference on the displacement of atoms... When the Voidus uses her powers, the two of you together could get a very clear idea. And indeed, there was a teleport that happened. And around the time of the murder. So we, we absolutely sense this. Oh. Mm-hmm. No 
doubt about it. The two of you working together, there's literally no chance you'll get this wrong. Okay. You, Johnny, uh, Highwayman, you, you sense it too? Yeah. I don't, um, let's maybe not, uh, let's maybe not speak in great detail. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Uh, I would definitely like to, uh, out Void Walker. And this may have been Void Walker because we know how impulsive she can get. She feels. I'm not sure it was Void Walker, but Void Walker is pretty much the only one that could trace this. We, we're not good at tracing it. I guess we'll start tracking John Doe. What would it take to track John Doe? No, it would take a lot. That would certainly be helpful. Um, I might. Lou, is it possible that I would be able to trace Voidwalker's energy just based on how I've kind of interacted with it in the past? Like, maybe see... Okay, now that will be a challenge, but I think you could. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> this dice bot hates me. Yeah, I think it's a plus one. It's a plus one. Yes. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Highwayman. I, 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 somebody must have distracted <laughs> I mean, there's a bunch of people in this room. <laughs> and they're trying to be you, shush. So go, Highwayman, you get a plus one. <laughs> but, so this is a challenge, so I can I use an overcome action? Can I use a principle? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, it's going to be principle the everyman, uh, because I'm overcome when using a bonus made by another hero, and use your max die. Yep. Please, for the love of God. <sighs> I move to kick this fucking dice bot out of the server. I'm just saying it's it's uh, of our roles today. They have all been just absolutely god awful. That's the that's the best one we've gotten so far. It was the max on a D6. I have one more. I think the dice bot is transphobic. I also think that. OK, so it's a seven is, is the best is, is that's my max. So it's going to be with a small twist if you want to succeed. I do. I'll take a minor twist. Do you think there's a way that you make yourself kind of look like a loser and make, I don't know, Berserker look like they are the ones having a hang of the situation or something? Uh, Yeah, I can think of a way that that would happen, which would be, I think in this situation, Berserker is the one that looks like they are obviously doing something. Like, Berserker is the one who seems to be like, you know taking control and trying to figure out what's going on and coming up with a plan and it seems like Johnny is just kind of standing there you know which is like uh, like fairly out of character for him like people typically know him as like the like make a plan take action kind of guy and you know now suddenly this could be personal and he's just like it just looks like he's completely lost for I mean like lost for any sort of plan or action whatsoever in reality he is just like sensing this this energy but it just doesn't look like he's doing anything to anyone yeah and you figure out weirdly enough that Voidwalker came in teleported with the body and she seemed teleported to the to the Instituto Superior de Medicina de Santiago and you get the feeling that she did not teleport in alone. That she teleported two persons with her. It's really unfortunate that I wouldn't be able to get a sense of who this other person was because I don't think that I could, since I'm pretty much just like focusing on her energy signature. Yeah. Might have been Lens Flare. Could have been Lens Flare. It, I mean, 
Okay, okay. Uh, judging by the time, she picked up Lens Flare before... The timing would be right for it to be. She would have picked up Lens Flare before she teleported in and picked up the body. Or the murder. Allegedly. At least that's where... That's what I gathered. Is, is that correct, Lou? Yeah. Yeah. So the odds are pretty good that it was Lens Flare. We don't know for sure, but the odds are good. Yeah. Then who's the other person? think we should go to the hospital i would have relayed this all very quietly to to bezirkir anything that i that i had learned if they didn't already know it bezirkir wants to go to the hospital but it doesn't want us to be followed is the thing right so bezirkir is going to create a distraction (laughs) oh no (laughs) oh no this is not going to end well for Berserk here, but it should get give Highwayman a chance to get out and get to the hospital. And maybe Berserk here can get out of there themselves. But mm-hmm. I don't remember if I'm making this up or not. I made a device for Berserk here, right? Like a contact device for Berserk here a while ago. Is that true? Yeah, you were making it. I'm not sure established it was ever finished. I mean, if there's a point that was going to be finished, it's the f- first the last real arc before the end well and also like it's been it's been several arcs since then so like almost certainly that's that's done now and I've given that to him I think I asked before Bezerku does this I asked for their communicator thing mm-hmm. and I'm gonna tweak it so that instead of being I think previously I'd established it was intended to be aligned to their home mm-hmm I am going to tweak it so that it is a direct line to just me, and it's just like a secure line between us. It's essentially just like a like a super long range walkie talkie, basically. Yeah. As you are doing this, you see Elena Olivar coming back into the room, and she's wearing a folder. And inside of the folder seems to be a lot of scavenged burn paper. It seems some of the present diaries have been missing or have been burned. It's possible that John Doe was trying to destroy some knowledge that Elena had. And she looks up to see you fidgeting with the device. And she does not say anything about that. Do you have any idea what that knowledge might be or why John Doe would want it destroyed? I don't know. Maybe something over... And Berserkir is going to do the... Pretend to be the big dumb galoot in the crime scene and start basically contaminating the scene and making everybody probably focus on them. Mm-hmm. Trying to get them to stop. No, 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 no. I gotta touch it and then I can figure this out. Don't worry. Don't worry. I won't. Trying to like say that I need the to do the magic to track John Doe. I need to do this, but this will obviously contaminate the, the scene and ruin evidence. So it just turns into a big argument. And I also... I, I would try to palm the, the device back to Bezirkir right before that happens. Just, um... Yeah. Um, just so that they... I know for sure that they have it. And then while that's happening, I would also be considering, would I know if there's information that Elende has that John would try to destroy? Is Like, is that... Infor- like, would I know it? Would I have heard them talk about that? Is that anything I would know about? No. But can you imagine something like that? What are the odds that Elende would know who John Doe was before? Ah, uh, zero. Like, Elende was not even in government. In that. I can't think of anything off the top of my head that Elende would have John would want to destroy. Mm-hmm. And as you are thinking that, 
you hear a familiar voice nervously go, no, pl please stop, stop. And then you see Roscoe Jenkins, your teaching TA. Oh. Uh, he tells you, oh, professor, see you made it here. Good, e good evening, Roscoe. Uh, what brings you here? Oh, I was asked to give advice on uh, what might have been the cause of this crime. Perhaps you can bounce some ideas, Professor. Compare notes. Only does throw a wrench in my plans to go to the hospital. Yeah. Do you want to try to get rid of this? No, no, no. Surely I can touch this. This doesn't seem to have anything to do with the crime. And maybe I can get something from this. I start shouting overhead. Um, bit worried that, jo that Johnny is not booking it out of here. Yeah, I think mm. I'm going to try and kind of make an excuse to Roscoe so that I can leave. Yeah. Before you start rolling, I just start saying your, uh, your excuse. Roscoe pulls out May I? And Elena presents him with one of the recovered bits of paper. And he shows you what remains of some kind of and you can recognize the heraldry, the corporate heraldry of IBM. Ugh, not IBM. You might know anything about this, Professor. W uh, would, would I know anything about this? What would I know about this? Oh, yeah, they're a big electronics company. Right, right, right. Time ago. But yeah, I'm sure you would know something about that. They, I mean, they're. Well, I mean, obviously, you know who IBM is. No, for sure. Uh, more so, like how that would, like, what? I mean, am I am I looking at this dossier? No, because the dossier has been burned. These what remains. Elende in this world is is the one who established the Cybernetic Socialist Union. Yes. I mean, yeah, we also did that on our world, but then uh, Pinochet happened. Now, the thing that you know, the thing that you know, is that the computer systems that you have are IBM. They are, have been modified. The thing that you also know is that IBM is very proprietary about modifications to their machines. What you also know is that the at the beginning of the, of the Human Emancipation Project, IBM pulled out its engineers from Chile. So literally there was nobody in the country that could use and change that proprietary technology. And you also know that there are Burroughs machines that are now on the university that were considered for a while to be its replacements for Cinque. But you know that even without engineers, they use the IBM machines. And they are still using the IBM machines today. These you know. You don't know how they manage to not have to use the Burroughs 300, the shittiest computers ever made. This is making me feel like what I should look into is that I should, instead of going to the hospital, that I should actually go to System 4. Because if the concern is something to do with the machines themselves, I think I would need to be looking and I feel like I would need to look into that. Yeah, but you are also confident that like, gotta be something on the machines themselves. You won't have noticed. Yeah. But it seems that whatever John Doe allegedly was trying to cover up was something how we even were able to use the machines. Because we should not be able to have done it. After all, the engineers had the three engineers 
had left the country, haven't they? They refused to work for Chile. They remain with EBM. Is the entire mansion a crime scene? Yes. I mean, you can ask Ruska for his opinion. Yeah, I think I do, which is probably sort of strange because I don't know that I typically spend a lot of time asking Roscoe what he, I mean, like, you know, we have sort of a pretty typical, like, professor-student relationship most of the time. Like, largely, I am the one who has ideas, and Roscoe is, like, very much a helper, but... At least that's how you think of it. Yeah, I mean, maybe so. But I, yeah, I say, do we have a any idea what might have been kept in this dossier, Roscoe? I'm, uh, this is the first I'm seeing it, so... Any insight you've got, I would very much appreciate. Well, I've been investigating for a while on behalf of the government exactly what have transpired inside the Allende administration during the early days of the revolution. And that there was indeed an attempt to use an ABM machine, but we did not have the engineers to do that. But people still had access to training manuals, to the instructions on this. The knowledge was available. I think I recognize this as probably the original copy. The question is, where did this come from? And I have no idea how this could have happened, how this document could even exist. Because again, it's proprietary technology. Right. There were only three brains on Chile that had this information. And we all know that even white powers, it's not possible to read this kind of information, to get so much into that. This kind of knowledge, you cannot just pluck it out. The kind of telepath that is able to do this mind reading does not exist. Do I know any telepaths? No, it's kind of been a recurring joke that they no have telepaths. But you know, the fact that because you were living here, there was rumors of actually there being a real telepath with actual real mind powers living in Chile. But that was never, you know, a thing actually seen. Yeah, I don't know if I feel like that's enough to, like, worth expending time on. I have a... Um... Yeah, like, oh, maybe there's actually this telepath that exists that actually took this from the minds of the engineers. That seems like a... I have a question. When did Voidwalker appear in the System 4? You don't know. She says that she, she says she's from a different dimension. Mm. Or something like that. A different... That's what John does said. Or else a different time. But again, that's only John statement. Yeah... If she was active during the time of the war, she would have been a literal child at the time. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. That's almost nine years ago. Because it would be pretty easy for her to pop in to a place where the manual exists and then just grab it and then pop back out. Yes. Or some teleporter. Like, there are other ways to get this. Like, even like, I don't know if they exist in your in this world, but a technopath. Yes. Like, does, like, because um, Highwayman is a borderline technopath. What I'm talking about is someone that can actually manipulate technology with their mind, which is. Yeah. I don't know if anybody existed like that at the time. 
No, there are plenty of that. And actually, they are pretty common working for the Yugoslavian government. That's a lot of how they managed to get their weird computers going on. The thing is, it's great to make very good computer pieces. It's not very good at making a machine that runs certain programs and processes them and aircodes things on its own. So it's like even a technopath will make it easier. It will not make it uh, viable. Like they could, you could run these programs as long as the technopath is working on it. But the whole point of the Shinko is to remove the need for humans to be involved on this part of the process. Yeah. And you said this is an original copy. Yeah. This is so, there's no way that if this was. If, if he's positive it's an original copy, it could be that, you know, uh, the, the former president didn't completely cut ties with uh, IBM or, and uh, I don't know. And I think at this time, Berserkier kind of, uh, Johnny's, they're looking at him like, okay, that was your cue to get out, and now what? <laughs> There's only so much like I can do before they just kick me out of the room. Right. Yeah. Overall, I'm, I'm still kind of I'm, I'm having second thoughts about the notion of going to the hospital. And I'm much more I feel much more compelled to go to system four to solve a nine year old mystery, you say? <laughs> All right. Well, we'll go to. S- I mean, I can't I can't. Uh, is there somewhere that would be is there somewhere else that would stick in uh, stick out in my mind where I might be better served getting information? Because I can't think of anything other like those are pretty much the two places: is the hospital or System Four. I mean, I guess there's a weird one. You know that this information is not available to the side that won the civil war and the revolution and the invasion, but there might be some missing information that, that might be known. Someone that worked for the other side. Where would I go if I was looking for that? Yeah, where, who would you know that might have worked for the previous regime or the coup people? Oh, is it Enrique? It is Enrique. Holy fuck. I can't, be- I can't believe you're about to do this to my boy. <laughs> well, depends. If you don't go there, you don't go there. No, I do go there. That would be just like yeah. now that I now it's now that I know about this, I can't think of literally anything else. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we go. Yeah, we're doing that now. Johnny looks to Joachim, who is visibly, I think, still probably a little frustrated if I was reading that correctly. A little bit. Like this plan did not go Yeah, and says I uh I think we've probably seen all we need to here, don't you? Clearly in a way that is intended to be, like, suggestive of, like, let's leave. Yeah. I think we just... Next page is Enrique's place. Yeah, you are on Enrique's place, and he's gardening. He can immediately sense that something is wrong. Hey, what's going on? Oh, man, uh... We're kind of here on a, on official business. I'm sort of here, um... We're looking into something that's been going on in terms of, uh, like, just sort of internal stuff in the government, and I kind of thought you might be able to help me out with some information. I, you know, you sort of had a better perspective on... Let's talk inside. 
Yeah. Johnny follows Enrique inside. Same. And I think as he does, he, like, reaches into his duster and pulls out a flask of whiskey, opens it, and takes a swig and then passes it over to Enrique. Yeah, he was going to grab some beers, but stands there with the bridge open and grabs it. So, what do you want to know? I, I'm having a real moment as a as a player where I can't figure out how much to tell Enrique. Because, like, it seems to me that pretty much all of this is, like, highest level of government, top secret shit. And if I don't know if he might still have, like, if he might, like, be able to cause bigger problems for the government, for sort of just a lot of things, if he has some of this information. Mm. I think I'm going to try and keep it relatively vague. Here's actually, okay, here's a follow-up question. Enrique knows I work for the government. Does he know who I am? Does he know what I do? We've, we've talked about this in the past. Yeah, uh, basically, he knows that you work for the government in a vague capacity, some kind of consulting work, but not details. Enrique, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I can't tell you everything about this. A lot of this is extremely top secret at the moment. So I hope you can forgive me for being somewhat vague um, in this, but uh, you might have information that we need to help bring some details of a... We're investigating... I'm going to do a quick just check with Bren here. <laughs> just me, me, Sam, checking with Bren, my, my castmate. Should we at least say there has been a murder and we need to figure out why someone might want to, or like, like you know, this person was in government, they might have like X information, would you know how they got it? Blah, blah, blah. Probably just say this uh, person was in the government. They had this information and not the murder. Okay. Because uh, that, because if, you know, if Enrique is as smart as I think Enrique actually is, and he's just been playing dumb this whole time, or it's just like been playing apathy as his side lost and he just doesn't care. He could put put one and one together. I mean, I'm pretty sure Enrique can see through a brick wall eventually. Yeah. Enrique, we're looking into something. We found out recently that someone in government had some information that they're not supposed to have. Should I tell him what it is specifically? Would he even understand that? I don't know. I mean, it was computer technical manuals. Yeah. Proprietary to something that they shouldn't have, like we shouldn't be able to get. Right. Yeah, he says, this person in government, they had some proprietary information, stuff that was owned by a by a larger larger entity that was not supposed to be in this country. Best guess, they've had it for several years, at least, I think nine years probably, right about. Um, as someone who worked in opposition to the current government, I imagine you may have a window on how they may have obtained information that they should not have. Would you know anything about how to or how they would have gotten that? Did the ambassadors they actually got it? They managed to get it out. And he empties his cap. Well, Los Americanos, they they were very upset when the capital strike failed. When the coup was gathering force. They have all these kinds of demands that they were really upset. There was this computer company that they were apparently very worried about three of their engineers that did not manage to leave the country and after a while they sent us instead of hunting this guy and this guy was terrifying I mean 
he could just know when we came. He could just wipe minds. He could just tear pieces of people apart. It was something else. It took 38 hours, but eventually we got him. And we carted him out to the Americans and uh, he's probably still there rotting in one of their prisons. Maybe one of the many islands of the coast. I don't think they will take it that far away. But the thing is, that computer company wanted this guy. And they wanted them to the care of the Americans. Something that he had that could not leak. But apparently it leaked. As he's saying this, I, would it occur to me that what he's saying, someone who could tear pieces out of your personality, does that sound like it's something that for someone could cause amnesia? Oh, yes. And also sounds some like someone that could just take this knowledge apart from you and put in someone else and then have them write these manuals or at least inside themselves and write it themselves. It seems like the telepath actually exists. The reason why it disappeared is because he was disappeared by the fascists and they gave it to the Americans. And who knows what the Americans have been doing with this guy for the last seven years. Yeah. Fuck. Well, I guess we can put one and one together. I know one thing they did. Yep. My question is... Wait, did they put this fucking technical manual in John Doe? No, they ripped John Doe's memory out. Yeah, that that for sure. I'm just wondering, like... I'm wondering if they put it back in or if they put something in. I mean, this almost sounds like a weird, like, Manchuria candidate situation. God, this is... Guts is uh, that that one movie where they oh uh, I think John Doe uh, or maybe maybe they put some Jack back in John uh, that sounds weird. Berserker really wants to find John Doe, and that is like a very very difficult task. Do we have anything else that springs to mind that we should ask Enrique about? Because I'm sort of reeling from just this revelation. Was John Doe on that mission? I have a quick question. Who did you hand them off to? The Americans. Some CIA agents. Jack something. Oh, there we go. That telepath is still loose. That telepath is still loose, and he's using John Doe to do something, I think. But... Yeah, I think there is a, there is a long silence just in this room for a minute and then uh, Johnny uh, pours more whiskey into Enrique's glass and takes a pretty long swig for himself where did you hand him off where like in in somewhere like I know we're in South America but but the United States is pretty good did you hand him off in Mexico say a no 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 we just handed him off the coast this is why I mean we probably didn't they probably never took him away from one of the prison facilities off the coast. Of you know the islands that the Americans still occupy? Yeah, there's a there's plenty of those. He's too dangerous to just move casually. If he's still alive. I think he's alive, I think he's loose, and I think he's using John Doe. Mm. Has Enrique met John Doe since he's been John Doe? I mean I know that they've air quotes met at at Cousineurs on Frontier, but... I I actually can't... I don't know. 
I don't think so, because... I mean, it has to be kind of outside of canon in a certain way, right? Because there's a lot of bad guys that we brought in there that we have beat the absolute fuck out of. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. No, I think not. I think he really does not. Um... There's a chance that this uh, that this psychic person is manipulating a friend of ours who exists in the government who is, up until now, he's always been an ally, a good friend. But I think if his mind was compromised, he could become very dangerous to a lot of folks, not just here in Chile, but, but internationally. Mm. Any information, any information you can recall about the telepath? Anything that he did during his time? I, I, no, not really. No, we don't even. I don't even know his name. I just know that he was the guy that we were told to hunt. Yeah. Is there any? Well, no. They probably would have wiped that. Another thought occurs to me right now. If we were known to be going here, and if there are people keeping eyes on us in an unseen capacity, would we have... Is Enrique now at risk of something bad happening to him? Uh, well, we'll see. <laughs> uh, I don't like that. Yeah, I'm gonna say, Enrique, this has been extremely helpful, if very troubling. Well, I've been thinking about these things for a while. Do you know that before she hit the fan, before the coup. Do you know that me and other people approached it? Your guys, Stafford Beer, trying to get him to work to our side. I, uh, I suppose I didn't know that. How did that go? Well, of course, he refused it, but the thing, the thing that you tried to build here, it works. It works so much that they were willing to burn the entire country so that it could not work with it they wanted. But I cannot imagine the world that could exist if they have got it, if the Americans had used it the way that they want. So, yeah, the thing that you do, that you don't talk about, it is a good thing. It is a powerful thing. So when he finishes his whiskey, try to make sure that it's used for good, okay? I will. Yes. Um, Enrique, I don't know if our coming here has been observed by forces that we are not aware of acutely right now. I think it might be best if you keep out of sight for a little bit of time, yeah? It's a shitstorm right now. No, I don't think so. This is my home, and I've done a lot of shit. If this is how it ends, it ends like I've been on borrowed time for a while, and I got away with way more shit than I thought I would ever. You know, Johnny's not a very physically affectionate person. He's not very touchy. I think he, as they are walking towards uh, the door, like kind of in the door frame, he turns around and takes Enrique's hand. I mean, just like in a, in a very firm handshake and uh, with the other hand, just kind of, you know, uh, just puts it pretty firmly on Enrique's shoulder. And he says, thank you for this. It's been very helpful. And uh, keep yourself safe, man. It's been a little bit, but... Uh, we're past due for a fishing trip. Yeah, we got to get that damn monster that we caught. Almost got. I think like just in the sort of the shadow under the, the brim of his hat, as Bezra here says that, there's like a little half smile that happens. And he tips his hat to Enrique and he says, I'll see you soon, man. Be safe.
you go to the hospital, you go to the Instituto Superior de Medicina de Santiago, and you insist that you want to see Void Walker, that you know she's there, and you are taken to this room on the first, fourth floor. And you enter inside and you see Void Walker, you see the lens flare, you see Kenyona sleeping by the door, and you see Subarana. And they seem to be around a bed. And you sense movement and someone adjusting a pillow to stand up. And you say, oh, you must be Highwayman and Berserkir. And you're looking straight ahead at Salvador Allende, former president of Chile. I knew it. I fucking knew it. Crimson Gold Agonies is an associate of Court Games and D20 Raid. Joaquin Jarv, aka Berserkir, is played by Brent Torreson. They can be found at Copper Credit almost everywhere. Check out their other podcasts, Splinters of Jade and L5R Thriller Actual Play. They are available for editing work. Message them for rates. Johnny Jennings, aka The Highwayman, is played by Sam Sedlak. They can be found at SGCA Delaysec on Instagram and Young Space Dead on Twitter. They are largely impressive. John Doe is played by Bradley Handler. You can follow him at Judge the Barbarian on Twitter or as co-writer on Split Roll, where he screams his opinions at you. Ludo handles the rest. You can find them at The Lettel and more of her stuff as Agonizing Crimson at Itchio or co-writing Split Row. Citadel Comics RPG is the property of Greater Than Games and designed in collaboration with Critical Hits. Crimson Gold Agonies is possible through the support of listeners like you. You can support us on Patreon or even better, you can review us on iTunes and you can spread the word because there is no better way to get into a podcast just because a friend told us about it.